Uh, he snored. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. That was me as a kid. Deny. deny was that deny. you? Was that you were like that? Too. I denied part. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, so embarrassed. <laughs> I don't. You know those little kids? Yeah, I do know those. They get little kids. So, so embarrassed. embarrassed, and they get so pissed off. Yeah, and you're like, "Well, you did. You farted. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did." I know I don't I'm trying to think as a kid like what I when I farted <laughs> what happened like if I was like oh or <laughs> I just like oh fuck it <laughs> that's supposed to happen I guess <laughs> hey, Larry. you better not shit in your pants Whoa. that's another story <laughs> have you ever shot your pants be honest yes I have not had the pleasure well yeah. I've peed my pants. Oh yeah, I've done that. Do we, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, as an adult, sometimes shit happens. Just like when you're a kid. Yeah. Sometimes there's no bathroom. Oh, that's scary. Gives you the sweats. You start panicking. And as an adult, it's the older you get, the more you're like, <laughs> you're like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. A B C D. Nope. Oh man, having to pee too. That driving and i push it and i push the limits as far as i think i can take them until i'm like oh god i'm i should probably probably pee myself let's get going go to the bathroom there's only so many kegels you can do (laughs) yeah don't have a baby ruins your whole vagina i don't plan on it thank you (laughs) well you're like fuck i used to to hold my pee for eight hours a whole day like at school Mm -mm. yeah no, no, I can't even go. I can still hold my poops. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a shock to me that a grown-ass <laughs> adult can hold their shit. <laughs> then everybody, everybody's that's just walking around. Shit. Well, yeah. I'll hold it even when there's bathrooms available because I have like a shy shitter and I can't really poop in public. Yeah. But like lately I've been like, I, I got to... I'm always in public. I'm you are home. always in public. Yeah. I threw it off, threw off my whole poop schedule. Yeah. Do you, is it like a morning routine or like when yeah, you get home? Yeah, it used to be so consistent when I get home. Yeah. That five o'clock, you know, walk in the door, get undressed. Relax. Relax. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Like perfectly in the toilet and then bowl. while you're pooping, think what you're going to eat for dinner. <laughs> Because you know that Take out, push it. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's or you're perfect. having that conversation while you're on the toilet. <laughs> hmm, babe, what's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary Life. Hashtag Mary Life. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode five. <laughs> Think of her booze. I know. Five. Yeah. Shit. You're not going to say the Dave Chappelle thing? <laughs> no. I did it outside. And... I was taking a break, and that's it. So you don't get it, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You missed it. It was one shot. YouTube it. Yeah, everybody should know what that skit (laughs) is, right? Nobody wants to hear me do it. I kind of did, but you're right. I did hear it earlier, so. (laughs) I can't play (laughs) out all my jokes at once, okay? I have to keep them in a little pocket (laughs) for you. Can't do it. I double up on it, which I'm sure I did the last time we had a five episode. Right? Uh, I can't remember that far. <laughs> Girl, listen to the podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, 
I don't like to listen to myself talk. I don't know why that is crazy to me because you have a good radio voice. Mm, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Episode five. Um, first, we should thank Fairweather. Yes, course. absolutely. John, yes. amazing. We hope you guys listen to that episode because it's pretty great. Yeah. He yeah. was, that was amazing. I clearly, you know, I'm not used to ciders. Mm-hmm. He explained a lot to me that day. And I got, we got to try a bunch of great salads. Yeah, in the process. And yeah. the, it's all about work. And we've been drinking it like nonstop, nonstop for a couple of weeks. Um, they're easy tea. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then you mix them. The common. The common yeah. and the easy tea. And he's Great. right. You can drink that shit all day. That gets me into yeah. trouble. I have to be careful. <laughs> uh, Mike and I checked them out just like on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, pretty you guys cool. went to yeah. the tap room. We got yeah. a flight and we're, we're, pretty, we're feeling pretty good. Yeah. We left. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It was nice. Yeah. And they so have chill. good pours on their flights, too. Hell yeah, they poured it all the way to the top. Like, you know me, I like it to the brim. Full to the rim. Tip top. It's one of my favorite things. I'll judge you too if you don't fill that bitch up. I'll be like, look, look how little this cup is. (laughs) This ain't a shot. I'm not taking no shot. Fill it up. Anyways, but yeah, that was a great, um, thanks for them. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, What else? What else? What else? Oh, what are you drinking? No, what are you drinking? (laughs) Damn it, you always beat me to the question. And I'm like, this time I'm going to get her. Literally this asked, month, you literally asked I'm, me first. Do I? <laughs> you did just now. I just slipped it back on you and you were like, okay. <laughs> I should fight for my shit. <laughs> I'll tell you. I got I'm something to bring to this then. table. I right, get it. Get it, girl. I'm drinking the Lime Gose by Real L Brewing. Oh. Another Texas favorite. Is it light and refreshing? It's very good. It's German wheat beer, and it has a little lime taste. I think it would be great with a michelada. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those like light, crispy, kind of like Tecate and Dos Equis mixed together. Except they had a baby. Yeah, little and goose. then you shoved a lime and. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where are you? Not, sho- where are you shoving that lime? We're not using the, <laughs> like they had a baby. <laughs> I meant like you shower the lime over the baby. Mm. <laughs> you sprinkle I gotcha. some salt. It's a baptism on Thanks, their forehead. Man. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, I would drink that good. in a Michi for sure. I like it. Does it give you like a maybe like a little kick in the back? Like a There's definitely a lime taste in there, but it's not like Yeah. It's not gotcha. in the back of your throat, like ugh. Nope, no, you're gonna no. leave me. Why? <laughs> nope, don't say that word either. <laughs> Why what, girl? Nope, you're gonna get me down that slope. <laughs> also, that you could say that. <laughs> That's what she said, guys. That's what she said. All and of those he things. Said. <laughs> what are you drinking? High sign brewing. I Which, like the cans. I They're love the cans. Cool. Yeah. This one I'm drinking is Seamus the Fiddler. Seamus. I love that. I know. It's an Irish red. And he's on there. Like, he's on there with a fiddle. Yeah. And a pipe. I love it. Does he have pants on? Why do they make his pants like I think the same so. color as his skin? I don't like that. And it's two-tone. It looks like he just has a shirt on and his little booty's hanging out. They did give him a booty, though, which I was pretty impressed with <laughs> yesterday when the first can I drank. But... 
<laughs> he's naked, so. I mean. <laughs> he naked. He's having a good no, time. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I it's 5.2. It. I went Ooh. to the HEB at Mueller yesterday. Um, James was doing some chickens on the rotisserie. He needed any strings. So, anyways, it doesn't even matter. So, I go to HEB <laughs> and, you know, they're always out there hanging around the beer section. Yeah. And I was like, eh, fuck it. I just had like probably a bottle of rosé with Tony and a matter of like an hour and a half. And go in there and he's talking it up and this one guy grabs a sixer out of the cooler. So I thought, Mm. well, if the guy he's chatting with gets one, all right, you know. So we talk and I'd never heard of these guys. I didn't even know anything about them. Mm -hmm. And I tried all three, of course. And I said, fill it to the brim because he like tried to half ass me on the little cups. And I was like, fill it up. If you want me to taste this. <laughs> Gotta get a full. I need a full thing on my palate hey, to know what I have it a tastes. podcast. <laughs> well, I did. I bit. Yeah. I well, you, of course you got to. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll try to reach out to you guys. But yeah, I'm really excited about this. They have a blonde mm-hmm. and Irish red. Did you try the blueberry one? No. He just, the guy who bought the beer out of the cooler was mm-hmm. the guy who got the last of the blueberry oh, and the last sixer in the cooler. Dang. Yeah. That's but he true. told me about that beer. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, Mike mentioned that you had had that beer. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, how weird is that that I had never even heard of these guys, had them, bought them, I bought a sixer, and then... You had the same, you had it yesterday. What powers are getting I don't know, this house. We're about to shift the moon, motherfuckers. (laughs) So you better get ready. I don't know. In sync. (laughs) It's weird. It was weird to me. But yeah, I like them. They're out towards the airport. So they're not like here within the the district of brewing. That's what I'm calling it. But um, out. Oh, so sorry. Is that right? You're all right. Um, At Bastrop, on Old Bastrop Highway. So, yeah, I'm excited. They have a little card and everything. and Yeah, high sign brewing. Their cans are really cool. They stick out like they say hi. Yeah. <laughs> they literally say it. They do. Hey. The blonde's name is Christy. Mm-hmm. And it's like a woman, just like old Seamus here, the fiddler. It's on the side of the can. She's Does she have like, pants on? Um, You know? She really has a dress on. No, I think no, she's, I, remember. I think it's just the top half of her, but she looks like she's having a good time. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm usually having a good time when I'm drinking beer, so I could see where that can would relate. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Stay focused. Goodness gracious. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking today. Nice. I know. I feel like I've seen, I'm on a wine kick. Mm-hmm. <sighs> not good, guys. <laughs> Why not? Because I can drink a whole, whole bottle of wine. What's wrong with that? Um, How many beers do you drink? Well, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we put it all out there. I got to know all the facts. <laughs> got to help you Maybe come I to should a conclusion. Maybe I should go to a class. <laughs> um, no, no, no. No, I'm <laughs> just joking. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably like. Would you say it's an equivalent? Four or five. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I feel like I can is a drink. Kind of it is. Drunk. It is, and I'm new to that, so I'm like, oh. I feel like for me, there's no buzz with wine. I like go like straight from like, ooh, this is fun, to like, <laughs> <laughs> put this glass. 
down. <laughs> I'm done. It can definitely happen like yeah. that. But it's been so hot and just, I don't know, ice cold rosé is um, my go-to here. Yeah. Like It's just beer so hot. It's heavy on my stomach. But that's true, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But clearly not today. But I haven't been outside oh, no. today. I'm like hunkered down <laughs> in the AC. Because it's so fucking hot. Mm. Yeah. I don't. What is it? Like 105? I don't think today? so. Yeah. Mm. We leave in a month to go to Seattle. And we, I'm like all about the weather. You know mm-hmm. me. I got to be yes. in it to know it. What's happening. So every week I check the weather for Polsbo, which is where the wedding is that we're going to. Mm-hmm. And today's high is like 83. I'm like, you fucking jerks. <laughs> <laughs> was it sunny? Yeah. Nice. And like all week, it's like low, upper 70s, low 80s, mm-hmm. in the 50s at night, 60s. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I'm going to die <laughs> when we come back. I'm going to be like, I'm not, I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> But we're not going in in the rainy season, so that would crush yeah. me because I I like rain. I like a little you couple love of days. The sun, but I, lo- I gotta have some sunshine after like day three of rain. I'm like <laughs> freaking out. I've gotta have the sun. Where are you? And then I'll just I'll like peek for it. Look for it. <laughs> I know it's so stupid. No, you. It's fine. You're from Texas. Most people from Texas be like, she's fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Texans love their son, man. That's what I learned at school. Like, well, you have no choice. I mean, if you like to be outside. If you're coming, if you live here. And a lot of like Texans, well, not Texans, but just people who live here like to do like outside stuff, farm, horseback riding, taking care of sheep and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Who's taking care of sheep? I mean, I don't know, like a sheep <laughs> farmer, <laughs> like those little kids in FHA. I don't know. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I got you though. But it's hard on you. It's hard yeah. on your fucking skin. But how do you stop loving the sun? Well, when you get burnt up, <laughs> and then you look at yourself when you hit a certain age, and you're like, "Should have put that sunscreen on." I'm totally afraid that's what's going to happen to me. And James is going to be like. <laughs> I mean, that's the same thing about drinking. It's like you wake up and you're hungover and sick. Yeah. And Never drinking again. Yeah. And then I'll be damned by two o'clock. I got a beer in my hand. <laughs> yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> we all have our vices. It's okay. We did, we did that episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> we did do that episode. Yeah, what's been going on? Same old, you know, know. nothing's really changed. I feel like I see you the most on the weekends, and then I don't see a whole week. So then we have a ton of talking to do within a short amount of time on the weekends. But you've been really lucky the past couple weeks. Your schedule's worked out really well. I usually get at least one full day off. So like a Sunday or a Friday, it's pretty good. Yeah. And the salon that you're at is like open seven days a week, right? Yeah. Holy crap. Every day. That's a... Like till like nine o'clock. I'm like, oh, who? Who gets their hair done and then goes to bed? So are y'all busy like that late at night? Sometimes, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. 
people come in for at like seven thirty for like a color and cut. Mm-hmm. Damn, and y'all close at nine? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Mm-mm. it's not cheap. I can't. Pen- <laughs> you're late. I can't pencil you in. <laughs> Girl. I know. I so I'm gonna be good in that industry. Yeah, they're like how you live. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, I I get yeah, yeah. I would do that, but huh. you basically have to kiss their ass. Always. I mean that's any service industry job. Right. If you wanna tip you can do anything. Wait tables yeah. or any serv you're right, any service industry you've gotta yeah, have just, a Yeah, except that the lady and her three kids are gonna destroy this booth. <laughs> That's true. And there's gonna be food everywhere, and these people coming into the. They, I mean, you probably saw that at JC Penney too. When yeah, people would come in, they throw clothes everywhere. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, hold up every shirt against them, and then and just, just like, lay it throw down it on the floor. Uh, I see that, like people digging. Like you know, you look for your size. You want to, right? No, they just dig, 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 dig. I remember my <laughs> so mom talking funny. about that when she worked at Walmart. Um, part-time she was like these people they just they have no respect for anything in the store because they don't have to clean it up they don't have to clean it up and it's the same thing with like the grocery part of the store too they they pick something up and be like oh i don't want this so something that would need to be refrigerated <laughs> it'd fucking be over in the, the dog food section <laughs> you're like what the fuck you can't what are you doing <laughs> oh that was a huge pet peeve of mine when we first started dating, when Mike and I first started dating, like if we went grocery shopping and he didn't want anything anymore, like I would have to go like put it back. <laughs> He'd be like, why? I mean, it's not perishable. It's fine. No, there are people, you know? Right. I'm like, no. No. Because I, I have always to put it back. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. I kind of let it go now. I'm just like, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Can of beans, throw you on the floor. Oh. <laughs> Not no. the beans. No, you don't do that. Splat. You're no. good. You you put it. I'm sure you put it back. I'm way too empathetic. Yeah. Thinking about the person with that job who has to do that. But it's true. They're getting paid to do that. They are getting so. paid to do that. That's right. They are. But still, fuck. I know. Especially me. at Walmart because they have like everything there, and it'd be drive my mom crazy. Ugh. And she's like, I folded all these shirts. And I'll be damned if I came back two hours later and they're all destroyed again. <laughs> I said, Mom, do you feel deflated? You're like deflated. She's like, no, I just get pissed off. <laughs> you <laughs> just like, go over there and, and then do you again. fold them all again? She's like, yeah, pretty much. I said, mm, I'll be watching. Put stuff usually, on a rack and be like, uh-uh, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I would go over there and be like, can I help you find a size? <laughs> I mean, if you can't find it, there might be some underneath here. Just tell me what it is. Yeah, and I'll do it before you start digging around. More work. And I would be super like OCD about the tags all lining up, especially on jeans. Oh, so I there'd be like that. a whole wall of jeans, and I'd be like there with my little foldy thing, like getting them all like straight. Perfect. It'll last maybe like twenty minutes. Oh, so I get fucking pissed. You could do that all day. Literally take eight hours to do all of that for just like you keep having to go back. Back around and, and, and they do see it. you there like folding oh, yeah. the jeans. I don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. I'll like go to ring something up and like I'll come back and the jeans that are on the table are all fucked up. I'm like, <laughs> what? On your folding table? Yes. <laughs> Why are people Now so that's rude? where I would have to draw the line. 
I'd be like, nope. And I put a sign on my thing. They don't touch these clothes. <laughs> and there are women who would get like so pissed off about it. I'm like, you can't get pissed off. Like you just got to. You're no not going to. I can't. I would be pissed. Ugh, I'd lose my job. First 24 hours. They'd be like, Sally. You have the good go get them. But you cannot <laughs> talk to our customers like that. Fine. I'll take my paycheck and see you. Mm. Waiting tables, though. Mm-mm. But I feel like working at the salon, like, people really feel like they can talk to you. However, like, people come in and don't even want to make eye contact with you. And you're like, hi, you know, how's your day going? Yeah. I'm here for an appointment with blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. All right. Maybe they're just having a bad day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? It takes five seconds to acknowledge somebody. Yeah. That's all you got to do. So yeah. I, feel the exact same way but you know whatever i mean i bust people on email too because i'm always like hi good morning or hi good afternoon and i'll somebody will respond i don't know it just drives me the wrong way especially at like 7 a.m when they're blurting out an order or they want something done or they need something and there's no please and there's no thank you and there's no hello hi good morning (laughs) i need this 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 um so i respond back with i'm like yelling hi good morning i was like all caps exclamation point Yes, I will be happy to get that for you. How about a good morning first? <laughs> Done. I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but you still have your job, so. Yeah. That's knock on. Very lightly. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, but yeah, because I'm like, it's all about just takes five seconds to be nice to somebody. Yeah. It really can change, like, your whole day. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine if you, like, smiled and, like, gave everyone you met a good morning greeting and they like gave you a good morning greeting they put a little pep in my step yeah. i think maybe we kind of like step for wives though so. good morning hello good morning sally what would you like for <laughs> breakfast yeah no. i mean i don't know but sometimes i don't it's weird like when we go when i take beatrix on walks and there's tons of people out mm-hmm. i don't always speak first but if somebody speaks to me i'll speak to mm-hmm. them you know, i'm like hey how's it going good James says hi to everybody. And I'm like, you don't always have to speak. <laughs> that's my dad too. And he goes, well, that's not nice. And I'm like, well, fuck. Okay. All right. Good point. But it's weird. Like Gina, same thing. She's a, yeah. hey, best friend. She doesn't even know the person. She just waves and talks to him. God bless her. She loves everybody. <laughs> if I make eye contact with someone, I smile. Just because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to make it awkward and just like. I just looked a stranger in the eyeball. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Uh, well, and plus, I bet you, do you have the same regular customers that come once a month? Or, you know? Yeah, there's, I'm starting to learn like the um, regulars. But, girl, I'm just talking about like out, like a, anywhere, a grocery store or something. Like, if I make eye contact with someone. I feel like I have to either say like hi or like smile or something yeah. or do a head nod. <laughs> are you fist bumping? It's there? not always reciprocal. <laughs> like people are like some people will do it back. Yeah. Because just because like the mirror thing, like people are always right. Like copying what they see sometimes. But like some people just Mm-mm. look right away can't take it personal i definitely don't take it personal because no. like 
I feel like if if I saw me <laughs> walking down the street and I'm like just like smiling at random people, like maybe that <laughs> might not be <laughs> someone no. you want to engage with. I don't know. I mean, I think it cha- tells a lot about somebody when they have a, a smile on their face or you can tell when somebody's having a shitty day versus when somebody's having like maybe just an okay day mm-hmm. or somebody's living the life, man. They've got a great day and they're having fun with it. I don't, I mean, they're like, hey, how's it going? Hey. I mean, I guess that's why after a little bit of Sally liquid. just cur- did a, <laughs> she was slinging her finger guns over here. Pew, pew, pew. You know. hey. But I, I think booze helps that with that. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean. Takes the edge off, especially when you have like a lot of anxiety. Yeah. For sure. We were checking our heart rate yesterday. Remember that? Oh, My, yeah. 90. What was yours? 90. Nine, 90, I think. Yeah. 90. What was yours? Do you remember? 72. Barely alive Rest. over there. <laughs> nap. He's like, I'm I'm literally taking a nap right now. Yeah. Nothing. I, I, it sounds high. The number sounds high, but we looked at looked it up. I don't know what the average is. 70, between 70 and 100. It was, oh, that's it's a, a huge, huge range, range right? <laughs> that's what I thought, okay. too. I'm like, but man, Nani seems just resting. Mm-hmm. James is like, there's something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's fine. Okay. We're, that's What are you trying to say? Well, every time I go to the doctor and they do my blood pressure thing, I feel like my arm's going to fall off. Like, it hurts so bad. it gets it so tight? It hurts so bad. I'm like, I know my blood pressure is up, like, really high right now. But they're always like, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then she keeps pumping it. Yeah. I'm like. No, it's. Uh, we're high. My fingers are purple. Uh, I don't please, care. No. And they shove that stethoscope up in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Breathe. Take a breath. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, we, as the ladies at work, had a craft night. Uh, we all got together and eat and have some wine and make mm-hmm. a craft. And my craft never turns out like everybody else's. What'd you, what'd you make? It was some, it's supposed to be this glass frame lantern where you take like all of these frames. And you hot glue this the sides together, right, to make like a mm-hmm. box frame. And then you break one frame so it's got like a triangle point that you still have to hot glue. Everything's falling off. The paints are glass are falling out. I don't know. I just can't. I really tried to focus. Yes, I'm not crafty. You did good with the lantern, though. Like, I knew it was a lantern, but I didn't know you put it together. Yeah, hot I thought glue you just decorated everywhere. it. No, girl, hot glue was everywhere. <laughs> I didn't even do the the ribbon bow thing at the top. My friend Marilyn did that. So I can't even. It's okay, girl. We all got scrapes. Yeah. Yeah. We all have weaknesses. Yeah. And every time we have one of these, I'm like, oh, crafts. I can't do crafts. What else do y'all do? Y'all do like, um, y'all meet at places and stuff too, right? Like go to yeah. movies or something. Yeah. Sometimes we'll go to the movies or. I don't know. What Play board games and stuff. Bingo. We'll try to get that one going. But it's just trying to build, team build. They're yeah. what, you know, what's called team building. We're about to start doing that stuff at work. I've never done stuff like that before. I mean, if if I would hang out with girls at JCPenney after work, it would be like we'd go get something to eat or like meet right. for drinks. Never like 
team building things. Yeah, I mean, we don't pat. There's no pamphlet. We're not talking about anything. There's no <laughs> like, it's no speaker that's coming to talk to us. But it's just it gets us out and it gets us away. And we're. I will say though that nobody bitches about work at these functions. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Is there a lot of participation? Do a lot. Yeah, of- I think so. I mean. The, you know, everybody gets an EVOT, and if you can – we try to do it where everybody's either in town or – that's why they're mostly on the weeknights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only, you know, a couple hours out of your day, and you – but I feel like everybody's really good about not making it a bitch session, and we can eat and yeah. hang out, and it, it it's really good. So That's good. Yeah. But we just started to do that, I don't know, about a couple years ago. But I'm not good at crafts. But that's, I mean, I don't know. I took Logan back. Oh, yeah. (sighs) So summer's over. Is he already in school again? No, he doesn't start till the 27th. Okay. So just a couple weeks. But he did have a soccer game last week. They lost to a team in Dallas. But his schedule got all messed up. And they found out that the sophomores couldn't take theater. It was only being offered to the juniors and the seniors. Oh, no. What? I know. What kind of bullshit is that? I'm going to show up with my... Are <laughs> you going to make a protest on? With my, in my turtleneck, my black turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> and your Let hat. these thespians act. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he could probably do like sound, like all the sound stuff he did last year. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't in theater. He just did the back. I mean, but that's that's part of theater. You have it's to part have... Part of the te- theater. That's right. You have to have those guys. So that was his role. So... When the schedule got all jacked up, it was like athletics. And I was like, yes. Secretly <laughs> getting excited. So he decided to do soccer and then basketball. Nice. I know. So That's I can't good. believe he's a sophomore. I know, girl. Two more years. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not going anywhere. He did tell me, though, he wants to travel. He wants to travel. I was like, good luck. Like. The world. Like after high school? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's gonna, he's he's gonna get a job or, or what? yeah, girl. I'm not <laughs> what, I'm, if anybody wants to travel the world on my dime, it's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, he'll have to. I mean, we talked about it. I said that's fine. That's what you want to do, but you're gonna have to go to work. Yeah. He's gonna be 16 soon, right? Yeah, November. <laughs> Are you gonna get him a car? I am personally not going to get him a car. It's going to take a village of us to get yeah. him a car. Um, so my dad come up off that Corvette. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-mm. No. Oh my gosh, Logan would shit his pants. Literally, no. My sister was would shit their pants. <laughs> not you though. You don't want it. No, girl, I can't even get in and out of that damn thing. You have to fall into it, and I can't. I hate them. I can't get out. My back. Ugh, it's just a lot of work. I look good in it, <laughs> but I can't afford the tires. Like a set of tires on that damn thing's like fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, girl. Uh-uh. No, I think I'll be like riding bald. Kind <laughs> of get an inspection. Nope. Nuh-uh. It's all right, but. Yeah, so that's it. What else? Beatrix is getting big. She's going to be a little bitch. Puppy. <laughs> no, she's a good dog. She's so smart. She is really she's smart. 
really smart. Yeah. She already knows Pa. I know. You taught her that. And without the treats. Really? Yeah. She's... She's something. Yeah. Oh, she needs constant attention. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And if she doesn't get it from us, she'll get it from Cho. <laughs> oh, poor Cho. <laughs> I know. Man. Cho got a new collar. Mm-hmm. He's been going on walks. Yes. It's like a whole new dog. He is. He's been hanging out inside. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love. That's a big thing. Yeah. Falling asleep. Taking little naps. I know. I feel like on Friday when he came in here and rested for like 45 minutes and nobody <laughs> yeah. bothered him and he came back outside, he was refreshed and had yeah. a beam about him and he was And just... even she was like less of a asshole. Yeah. I feel like she was too. She likes to play. Cho does not like to play. No. Cho likes to play when you play with her. And he try he like tries to be a part of Always. it. And you're like I'm trying to distract her. This is your time to go have a moment, Cho. Go lay down. He's like, here it comes. I know. Here he just comes walling over there and he just stands in one spot. And if you're chasing her or she's chasing you and you turn your back and he moves, you're gonna I've like ran him over five hundred times this weekend. Doing somersaults over his uh, back and shit. Parkouring it. <laughs> parkour no but she's getting big yeah she's she's sweet she has her moments but we're still in the biting phase of puppy life she tore the suckle implant james (laughs) i worked so hard to kill that thing and james worked so hard to bring it back to life only for it to be demolished and she did yeah because he transplanted it from that little pot that it was in to a big pot and then he found out that it loves beer the plant <laughs> that loves beer and he was thriving. He, sh- yeah i mean it was great and then beatrix got in his chair and got to the plant and i looked outside and there was black soil dirt all over the patio all in his chair i was like oh no you're gonna get it <laughs> And she didn't care. It was already done. No, she's already moved she on. Didn't even know what had happened. No, she's constantly getting in the shit. Yeah, <sighs> two new holes now in the backyard. I mean, hashtag puppy life. Like you knew what it was when you shoved her in that car. <laughs> no, because I didn't <laughs> want her to die. No, she's good. She's having a great life. I mean, she's not gonna die anytime soon, but. <laughs> She's out of her life. No, she's she's living life. Yeah. She eats. She has multiple people who love her. Oh, she has Well, crazy. maybe only like three. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> At any one given moment, like one of us is yeah. hating her. <laughs> That's true. Well, because she's biting my hands off. Yeah, she loves to like nibble on your arm. She'll put her like whole jaw, she like will. and hook, hook her, her jaw, jaw and, like uh-uh. clamp down on you. And sometimes I'll let her go as far as I can because I, I want to see like how strong mm-hmm. is she, which I probably should not do that. Well, but she's not supposed to be biting down that hard. Oh no, but on she, you, yeah. I know, yeah, because if she gets carried away, she does get carried away, and it's my own damn fault. But and she's like, oh, this is so. So chewy. chewy. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Oh, fat arm. Uh, <laughs> just, just joking. 
<laughs> well, I do. It's Everybody squishy. got them chewy arms. Yeah, girl. it's squishy out there. Yeah. Take a little nibble. I don't know. I remember the other day I bit her. And was it you that were, Mike was like, white people. <laughs> was it you? It was probably me. <laughs> it was one of y'all. Could have been James. But she bit me hard and the I turned around and I bit her back. <laughs> Somebody was like, white people. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's okay. no explanation of why no, I, I do it. I don't think, well, yeah, I mean, white people. Do that, so. <laughs> but, well, I don't know, I maybe. Mean, we love dogs. Erica do. does that shit. She's white. I mean, she's not white. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not. Not white. 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 <laughs> so earlier you said that you were kind of into wine now. What have you been drinking lately? Ooh, yeah. Um, the wine from the awesome winery. Ew. I know. Segway. Hello. <laughs> Who's listening? Um, well, if you've seen the Facebook, you have noticed that we... Um, yeah, you did a little release, a little yeah. teaser. Yeah. I liked it. We met with Ross at the Austin Winery for this episode. Um, yeah. Super fun. Sampled some really good wines. Yeah. During the episode, which is really cool, so you get to hear our like real life real-time impressions of it which is great yeah every single one was so great and it's a proper working water i mean like you can hear the silos going Mm -hmm. and the forklift going yeah it was i was really impressed and happy that we were able to go in there that was great yeah it was super fun um i had never been out there had you been there before we i know you have been to that not that building, though, right? Right. Yeah. I We had gone to the first location, which was over here off of, like, Springdale and Tuscan mm-hmm. Way. Um, and I'd not been to that new building. It's yeah. beautiful it's out really there. It's really nice. Yeah. They have the, the whole setup. I love it. It's, like, random furniture mm-hmm. placed really nicely right in the middle of their winery, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And after only eating two handfuls of Cheerios, that was a... <laughs> That was a pretty good lunch hour. Oh, yeah. That was great lunch. Wine. <laughs> wine, 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 and more wine. And more wine. But I I learned a lot. Yeah, I did too. I felt like I took a lot of notes that day. Yeah, that was pretty great. As always, there's all the interviews are always great. But yeah, yeah we learned about wine and... Ross and their setup and where they get their grapes and how... They actually do foot stomping. You'll have to check that out. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's no value and your company. The business. Yeah. And because I came to your spot when you were at or the old space. Applies. Yeah. Next yeah. to the post office. Which is really, I'm so glad that you did because one, um, you helped us get here. Yeah. Um, but that's a here. That's that's a great thing. Are we live already? I'm, I'm recording. But oh, cool. Yeah, like, we just talked. Okay, about cool. It. Yeah, but that's that's a really great um, sort of uh, reference point. First of all, because I think that that articulates um, really just sort of our, that our focus was on quality from the get go, mm-hmm. um, and really that that primarily really should always be your yeah, your absolutely. focus. Um, but, but I think also with that, I think you really get to see sort of the trajectory of a, of a brand. Not that, you know, we've gone from, you know, uh, a diamond in the rough to a meteoric rise. But, you know, we're, we're uh, really doing 
our growth in an organic way. You know, we're not backed by some sort of uh, fund or mm-hmm. um, beverage world company. Right. You know, um, we're we're really doing this on on our own to to a, a really full extent, which which I'm really proud of. Um, and I also just think that it's uh, well, sometimes like I'm a very impatient person, so seeing slow growth is. Uh, is difficult. Is difficult yeah, but absolutely. but it's but it's natural it's the way things should be it's not you know pumped up on steroids and i think that's been to our benefit um i think our our, our customers feel a sort of intimate connection there's not this sort of uh corporate fourth wall right. where you call into customer service and all this yeah. stuff you know i think we're we're at that size where we're it's really easy for us to maintain that that personability and i think when you're when you're you know, sometimes you look up in the world and you see all these, you know, gigantic brands. You have to um, play to your strengths. And I think that our our sort of transparency, our intimacy and uh, our focus on the, the wine has, has been our, our best strength. So, yeah, that's yeah. Just, just from a starting point. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's very rare where you email, you know, a company and the CEO responds directly absolutely that was super cool yeah well it it takes me a while typically like you know i I spend i'm super ade so one of the best things about the wine business for me is that it requires a multitude of of tasks i usually Mm -hmm. say the wine business for for me at least is a third sort of quiet creative and personal a third um difficult and frustrating and that's from physical labor to Mm -hmm. Uh, physically wrestling grapes to wrestling with the government and all, right. all those sort of things mm-hmm. um, and then a third really really social so that's serving wine that's you know being being uh, a representative for the brand all that but um, it, it, it ends up with you end up having a really long email list typically so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah but but you know everything with with uh, with care right yeah so, so all right so I figured to sort of uh, wet our whistles um, Excellent. We should start yeah. off with. You may have seen this at the old space. Yes, I did. Um, this has been a wonderful. Well, for for, for our listeners, this is a. Uh, I'm I'm holding a, a pouch of wine. Um, for for lack of a better word, it's it's <laughs> stands on its own though. Um, it's not a bag and box method. It has a a little you know kind of hook purse hook let's say mm-hmm. or a belt hook a loop right a handle. Um, which really, I think, you know, kind of carries forward that this wine's meant to be enjoyed on the go, outside, um, alternative to glass, right? So smart. Every you're seeing a lot of canned wine in the market, yes. um, which which I think is good. Just seeing a multitude of alternative packaging, um, but why we chose this method is because the wine remains in its natural state. Anytime you can something, you have to add carbonation. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to produce a sparkling wine in this for this wine. We wanted this to be a, a white wine that was sort of tropical, um, carried, you know, really like refreshing aromas, almost a little bit of perceived sweetness, but so you know, it's like a pineapple, guava um, bright, you know, sunny day wine, nice. right? It's so really it's, good. Yeah, it's Albarino from the High Plains and it's this, this pouch is the same volume as a bottle of wine, so 750 oh, wow. milliliters. So you don't have to do any sort of conversion math to see volume bang for buck sort of thing. And also with the can method, those are typically single serve, right? It's a can for each. Right. And if I'm going out camping or to a lake or something like that, like a can, even, you know, it's carbonated. One, it gets hot quick. Yes. It doesn't really fit in your backpack that well. It's not really ergonomic. 
Um, so it's kind of bulky. And then when you, you know, then now we've taken a bottle of wine and we've turned it into four pieces of garbage or five if you include the cardboard around right. it. And then that's not very easy to pack out. It's more things to leave. When this is empty, it's as thin as paper. And also after when we hit the tap on this, it's pre-sparred so no oxygen goes into the bag. In other words, this wine isn't gonna oxidize the way an open glass bottle will the mm -hmm. next day, right? Wow. Yeah. That's... So. And it'll hook on your belt. Yeah. Which, and you can just nice. drink it straight from the from the pouch. pouch. I've yeah. Done that too. <laughs> and it's and it and it Everybody feels a little, uh, uh, you know, not to induce snobbery or anything like that, but it feels a little more uh, publicly acceptable than like <laughs> yeah. bringing the three liter of Boda box, you know, to True. the pool. It looks like you've got, you know, robbed the blood bank. <laughs> slap the bag at the end of the night kind mm -hmm. of thing yeah mm -hmm. that's very good well we should introduce you please yes. <laughs> let's do it we're here with ross at uh the austin winery very happy to have him here well for us to be here Absolutely. i guess <laughs> i'm happy yeah to be this here is too, the first winery of this ex adventure that we're yes. doing so thank you yeah where did you guys start before what 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 am i what am i coming in after we've um we've been with Blue Owl first. Uh -huh. Awesome. Sours. Uh, yeah, Sours. And then we ventured over to Friends and Allies. Um, still Austin. Yeah. yeah, still, <laughs> still right down the... Yep. Nice. Going down the way. Um, Fairweather. Fairweather. Oh, great. John and the crew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a, that was that was a fun, fun day. <laughs> yeah. And then here. So we're really excited. This is... Well, you've hit some great people for sure. Um, We've got connections with with all of them. Um, you know, we kind of talk about health of the industry, and typically people say that when they're talking about breweries or wineries. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I think there's another overlap, and it's in sort of urban fermenters. Um, yeah. And all of the all of those spots that you mentioned, all you know, 100% actually Austin-owned companies. Yeah, they're not the yeah, yeah, which which I think is wonderful. All of them really owned by you know fairly young guys mm -hmm. um uh with with great girl staff too you know Absolutely. but um they, they just happen to be um but but i think also just sort of kind of the fact that we are all sort of going a little bit in a in a new direction in an urban setting um and i think predominantly because we want to focus on accessibility and i mean you look at all those brands and you know i think okay hyper local good quality a little bit eccentric right these yep. are these are things Absolutely. that at least in my mind that that we value in the community. So um, I'm, I'm pleased to be in that group. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. We're huge fans of just the urban kind of brewing, wine. Yeah. Local, supporting mm -hmm. our community, Craft, our people. You know, yeah. people who, you know, had an idea and really worked really hard to, you know, make it happen. To get it. And yeah. find it very inspiring. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. What were you doing before you got into winemaking? Um, so technically, uh, for my entire you know adult career life, I've I've worked in wine. Um, oh, wow. I worked in tasting rooms in college, which was really just sort of you know flirting, pouring wine, <laughs> right? Getting the, getting cheap wine on the end, and uh, and and you know I, I ended up accidentally learning a bit. Um, you know, if you then then I ended up I studied abroad in Spain and I worked for a cava producer and took a wine course Ooh, there, nice. um, and I, that just got me. You know, when you're studying abroad, everything's beautiful, everything's mm -hmm. fun, so it's easy to fall in love with 
you know, you fall in love with every girl you see on the train. Sure. So, so, yeah. you know, you're, you're engaged, your senses are engaged and wine was, was really, um, a joy. Um, it wasn't, didn't feel like work or anything like that. Uh, came back, um, really started to engage with, uh, the Texas wine industry, particularly the tasting rooms in the hill country. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, I met my now business partner, Cooper, um, playing soccer and he had just moved from Virginia to work for some of these hill country wineries because he saw it was a really growing scene. He's from Virginia originally. Um, I had just gotten back from studying abroad, so mm -hmm. he needed some friends and some guys to play soccer with. I needed to figure out what kind of career I was gonna have. It was my last year of college. Um, and so we helped each other out. So, you know, then we, then I went on to work for a wine broker after college um, and start to really understand the uh, sales side of things. And I got mm -hmm. to be on site with, I was really on the supplier side, so I really got to understand lots of different um, types of winemaking, That's sourcing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you didn't have to own your own vineyards. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's what we did. That was sort of, and then Cooper's on the production side, equipment expertise and all that. And we started making blends on our own and that was sort of uh, the, the birth of the brand before we even knew it. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. You're one of the few people that we've met who actually like have the background. Most of the time, it's just like a side hobby, or they took a class. Oh, oh, well, well yeah. They well, that being got in touch with people who. Knew. Sure, sure, and I mean, and and that being said, I I didn't go for a particular uh, like my undergrad program. I did mm -hmm. European studies, film, and nutrition. So oh. it was all over the board. I mean, there was wine involved well, in there. Well, yeah. nutritious, right? That's, that's right. That's what I say. That's right. But but really. Um, you know, we came to this but on our own interest and Cooper mm -hmm. really is self-taught. We took, you know, online courses through Washington State and got some certification, but right. by and large, um, you know, learned learned through working through it. Um, wasn't We weren't born into uh, vineyards and, and winemaking. Mm -hmm. so. Where did you go to college at? Here? I went to undergrad for UT. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's cool. And how long were you in Spain? Um, I was in Spain for uh, four months. Five months? Wow, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think I would have come back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hard to. It was really, really amazing, but yeah. uh, had to. Yeah. So, how long did it take you guys, you and Cooper, when you got back? You started messing. You started blending. Taking the leap, doing, saying, "Hey, we're gonna go to the city. We're gonna get permits. Let's start fermenting big." Mm -hmm. How long did it take you guys? So, so let's say the first step was us basically blending finished wines, you know, mm -hmm. just to see if we even, if we even could make, you know, make a sauce from, from, you know, almost pre-made. Right. Right. Um, we were making some nice wines. Then, then we wanted to have a little bit more control and this was in the hobby side. So then we bought, you know, a couple things as right as they were coming to harvest. Right. So grapes. And then we got to direct the, uh, fermentation and aging and all that. And then made wines right so it's you're getting closer to really producing right um and that was when we really sort of came up with sort of prototypes of what type of wines we would really want to have and that we could produce um and i think that that from that point it took a year and a half because first of all to to open a winery or to to sort of have uh, your first bottle for sale in your in the open doors let me just sort of explain the timeline okay so you can't make t legally make a drop of alcohol until you've got a federal bond, like a federal certificate to mm -hmm. do so. Okay. But you also need a state certificate to do so. You can't get the state until you have the federal. Okay. okay. To get the federal, you have to have 
uh, a, a, a physical location, a business location. It can't be your, your home. Okay. Um, it has to be, uh, it's about a, a three to six month process. Mm-hmm. Then you have to be in control of the space this whole time. So think about your, if you're renting, you're paying, for instance. Yeah, paying rent on and, something that's not even yeah, You can't even, you can't it, even yeah. go in, right? Then <laughs> um, it has to be inspected, planned, you know, all mm-hmm. sort of, right. this process takes about six months. That's before you can either legally make a drop. Then keep in mind that red wines typically, you know, take about nine months to a year to become mm-hmm. ready for consumption. Right. White wines, you know, six months maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So so you're looking at nine months of at least paying for a space and producing a product without having your first sale, right? So if you want to figure out an addiction <laughs> that, that loses you money quicker, <laughs> I'd, I'd be open here. Right. Um, but, well, a side hustle would be awesome. Right, but so so the and here's the, the the craziest part about this is we um, our process. This was our our, our least favorite um, politician is Ted Cruz because, which for lots of reasons, but we have a particularly personal one. So he did the government shutdown when our application was oh, mid approval. No. So, in other words, another the phones, the phones right. at the office who were corresponding with those officers because their federal f- officials mm-hmm. are gone and they're not deemed necessary. I, I think right? booze is necessary. So <laughs> Every day. Every day yeah. booze is necessary. So, uh, so in any case, that was a really wild uh, situation. You know, we almost blew our tires out before we, before we you know, hit the track. Yeah. So, um, but I think that that sort of set the stage for, okay, you need to be really resilient. Um, you need to have a ton of endeavor to get through this. And there's a reason um, why the Austin winery didn't exist before us because it was going to be really yep. hard to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and that's really where we saw the gap in the market. So the reason why we chose Austin is because we knew this market was growing. Um, I had sort of established some roots here through college. Um, we knew that this town has a high food IQ. It's oh, yeah. increasingly a destination for tourism, mm-hmm. number one spot for bachelorettes and bachelor parties and you know big corporate things as well. Um, communal culture, it's not really white tablecloth. Um, and that's, we have sort of an old world approach stylistically to wine and we think it should be high quality, you know, snob free. It's about the wine in the glass, not the tablecloth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we set our sights on sort of that there was, there was this gap that the hill country wine industry and the, the high plains wines were getting better and better, but it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. Like, you know, five years ago you really would have a tough time. There was maybe 10 to 15 restaurants that you could find a Texas wine on the list. Right. Now it's probably, Everywhere. you know, yeah, yeah, 50 to 100, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's been great. So in other words, we saw this this opportunity and we said, okay, the hill country's growing, but like I said, out of sight, out of mind. And if we're gonna be sourcing fruit from different vineyards across the state, because we don't own a vineyard, um, why don't we put our production in the marketplace so that we can showcase it, so we can, you know, let people see how winemaking comes mm-hmm. and I think it, and you put it in terms that that's not so frou-frou and um, pinky out then people are more likely to engage with it because they're not intimidated Absolutely. Of, of looking dumb right yeah right um, and I, we felt like if we put wine sort of in our terms then you know people would engage with it and and we'd, we'd be okay it's smart yeah. yeah thanks I'm not gonna lie I'm one of those people like wine intimidates me yeah. I I feel like there's a certain way you have to drink it. Um, you have to smell. You have to know the difference between one wine wine to the next, and 
Well, here we go. I'm pouring, pouring you your next one. So one of the things that I sort of like to start with when you're doing wine analysis, right? So one of my old bosses told me like, if you're on a date, if you spend more than 45 seconds talking about the wine, you're doing it wrong. Like this is not, right. we're not here for the, about the wine. We're here, the wine is meant to enhance whatever we're doing. Like wine's wonderful yeah. on its own. It's a shit ton better when we're with friends, with, when we're doing things we like, when we're pairing it with food, an activity, mm-hmm. you know, you art, enjoying music, it engages your senses. Um, and so, and I always say like, okay, just, just do like the Pepsi challenge, treat this like anything else. Um, your palate is not dumb or smart or trashy or cheap, whatever, right? It's yours, it's yours, so own it. So first of all, you know more about wine than you think, all right? You look at a glass and is it red or is it white or is it pink, right? Right. Mm -hmm. There's, those are the the basics there. So bang, we should be able able to get that right as long as our eyes are working. Um, Secondly, is it like amber? If it's a white wine, is it sort of golden or amber colored or is it more like sea glass and um, kind of sprightly and and light colored, right? right. Mm-hmm. So this is this is pretty light, right? And you yes. always usually want to check it, check it against a piece of paper or your your hand, you know, um, the palm of your hand, probably. Yeah. So and you can see right through it. So that's going to tell you that this wine hasn't been on oak. So and okay. just like a liquor, it's like vodka's clear, right? Mm-hmm. Whiskeys are amber colored, right? right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's from the oak causes causes that. The barrel causes. Yeah. It. Right. Yeah. So when you see white wine that's pretty clear in color, um, that means that. It probably didn't go through any oak. It was stainless steel or concrete fermented, and that's usually going to tell you that. Uh, uh, also, that there hasn't been any malolactic fermentation. So, in other words, it shouldn't probably won't be creamy. It'll be uh, fruit forward, either citrusy or stone fruit or minerally, but it's not going to be um, like it can be full bodied, but it's not going to be like really rich and and right. have that yogurty uh, secondary yeah. fermentation yield so that's that's one thing when you differentiate the whites and the red or whites and whites whites and whites, whites, and whites. so what what we're having here is viognier okay. and this is a good example of a wine that is slightly fuller bodied of a of a white wine so sort of a lot of times you know the stuff that makes you feel intimidated by wine mm-hmm. is is jargon and grammar exactly. right and and that's kind of bullshit too because mm-hmm. every industry has that has that grammar that that all it does is it just intimidates like novices, right? Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> once and once you sort of are armed with this short glossary of terms, you you can very easily articulate what you want, right? Oh, um, and okay. and ultimately, that's really I want people to feel empowered um, and to feel like if you know if you know what you like and you can identify, you can use these little telltales and identify things about a wine. You'll be able to determine if you're gonna like it or not before you order it, then you're going to order more wine that you like, then you're going to enjoy wine right. more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we usually go by the labels. I do. Yep. I go by the label. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And there's, and there's, there's a lot you can learn from the label yeah. too, even if it's just a picture. <laughs> I know. And if it's not on the bottom shelf, it's yeah. grocery store. <laughs> yeah. I usually try to go one tier up. Sure. Are we at sure. A grocery $14. Store or are we yeah. At the Texaco? Hey, <laughs> Texaco is off limits. They, just they leave it a little they hot. They upcharge you. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh, this is, this is must be nice. It's a kind of a little expensive. No, not idiot. <laughs> no, right. no. Yeah. It's so, not. so my my, you know, and I, I'm, you know, work in wine, right? But 
typically if it's not a special occasion at the grocery store or the liquor store i'm i'm not going to spend more than 30 dollars on a bottle yeah, of wine yeah that's me. Right? same thing um and it's got to be kind of a nice thing if i'm doing you know 27 or something like right. that mm-hmm. right yeah special occasion um, that's mine but again, you know, cheap wine is not necessarily bad wine, right? Right. Um, there's, I, we have a, a big focus on affordability. Um, I want to be able to afford my own wines. I want, yes. you know, a kid who's trying to have a date night with home sliced pizza and a bottle of wine to be able to pay rent next yeah. week and feel like he had a nice date with a girl or whomever he's taken out. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't want people to be priced out or styled out, right? right? So it's a lot of straddling the fence and sometimes you can get yourself in trouble trying to please too many people but um i think we're still very focused but that's that's sort of like at the core you know i think if our position in the texas wine industry is that we're trying to you know show our quality um you have to you know you you have to be able to take the that first taste right without it and so that shouldn't break the bank um you know texas wines are good but they have to be in price consideration like everything exists in the market right so okay is it good but is it 35 dollars good right now or so in other words we we really want all of our wines to be around the 20 dollar price point we feel like that's competitive it's comparable it's quality you know we value ourselves but um i think that that's 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 reasonable yeah, smoothies definitely. are like thirteen dollars, and spinning classes are thirty dollars. So <laughs> yeah. the next time someone tells me wine's expensive, like I'm no, losing my can, shit. You can find a a good Texas wine, and I try to stick to Texas or California. I mean, every now and then I'll go Spain, mm-hmm. but Italy sometimes. But for the most part, it's I try to do Texas. I support Texas. I want to support yeah. local business, local farmers, yeah. vineyards here. What vineyard? vineyards do you use your grapes from like where do they come from so predominantly from the high plains so there's two major growing regions in texas the hill country Mm -hmm. ava that's american viticulture uh area okay um and the high plains so high plains um is an area sort of uh just reaching just below uh midland um up through lubbock area Mm -hmm. right through the north part of that panhandle there um, and that area has um, significant elevation, um, and that's going to keep us from experiencing too much uh, uh, heat in the night, right? So cooler nights, and also escape some of the heavy rainfall that we get in the hill country. Mm-hmm. Um, grapes are actually really resilient to, to drought. Um, too much rain is, is worse for them than no rain, right. to be honest. Um, and so anyway, that we, we source more fruit from the high plains. There's more planted acres there. And we find that it's a little bit more consistent as well. Um, but the hill country has some wonderfully limestone rich soil and um, some really nice vineyards here as well. We just, you know, that's where that's where there's more for it for us. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get the grapes, you bring them back here and yes, whole cluster. So we do we, we say that we're, we're, we're a grape to glass winery, right? right? So we're an urban winery, but also it's important to note that we're grape to glass. So right now we're in the middle of harvest season. So we go out usually hand pick the vineyard ourselves with the team or the vineyard manager has a team that runs it if it's if it's in the high plains and two vineyards are going at once um which is the case this week um, wow that's incredible mm-hmm. yeah mother nature usually doesn't uh like work her way into your google <laughs> calendar <laughs> so yeah, there's an opening yeah um uh so we're all over the place but but 
hand harvest. So that's, you know, everyone's out there clipping clusters. Mm-hmm. It goes into a macro bin, which is like a gigantic Tupperware container mm-hmm. that holds between a ton and two tons of uh, grapes at once. Wow. Then that's trucked straight here. Um, then when things are unloaded there, we sort of want all the grapes to uh, be at a, a consistent temperature before we start fermentation. So okay. we'll crush the grapes. Um, you're going to want the, the skins and the, uh, the juice to be in contact. Um, that's where all the color and tannin comes mm-hmm. from. We'll remove the, the free flowing juice before we crush for rosé or, um, uh, you know, if we're trying to con- high, add higher concentrations. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, then after that, it goes into tank or barrel primary secondary fermentation matures will blend it down or decide what the final placement of the wine is after we do the the varietals individually Mm -hmm. and then we determine whether it's a blend or what 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 where these grapes what program they're going into what wine they're going to fit into so you don't always have like an idea for the grapes when you go we typically do we typically do but it's also kind of important to have some i call it kind of like cabinet spices Mm -hmm. right so um one thing that's one of the difficulties and the benefits of of having an urban winery with a multiple vineyard sourcing model Mm -hmm. is that sometimes things are uh not going to come through right you know you've got a diversified stock portfolio you might get hit with hail right might just have some low yield um might not be quite what you wanted you could have had difficulties in transportation um all kinds of issues can arise that might strike something down but at the same time, um, somebody might have a little bit of extra fruit that, you know, the vineyard's yielding a little more. Um, they're not, they've only got plans to do so much with it, right? So then... A special release. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Or, or or just having these, you know, kind of Bordeaux varietals can, yeah. can add so much length or body or finish or leathery texture. Yeah. Um, so, so it's important to always have, like, just a couple barrels, you know, of, of different stuff on hand to to spice it up smart yeah and um what other fruit do you use um would you say and where do you source those from also same like yeah Texas um yeah so we when we got started we were using about you know i didn't have as much experience in in texas except for uh sort of the start of the, our careers working in the hill country wineries and really most of the wineries and vineyards that I had worked with were in California. Mm-hmm. And so there's much more planted acres out there in the first place. Um, you know, the first year we weren't able to get all Texas fruit and we weren't sure that we were going to be able to produce a full portfolio of wines that we felt like really um, hit all the points we wanted from just Texas fruit. Mm-hmm. In five years, yeah, um, that's really happened though. So we're, we're, bas- we're like at exclusively Texas fruit now. We still have... Um, uh, Syrah and a Zinfandel from uh, our, our first vineyard that we worked with in Amador County, but it's like sentimental and it's delicious. Yeah. But you know, it's totally separate, right? That's and cool. it's and it's labeled accordingly. So right, um, yeah, but yeah, so so a ton of different grape varietals. Um, most of the ones we produce are blends. But say we work with probably fourteen different grape varietals that ultimately go into maybe ten to twelve wines. Wow, it's a lot of grapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys stomp them? Have you? Did you ever yes. stomp them like yeah. I love Lucy? Yeah, I'll, actually, we, we we foot stomped just the other night, so I can. No way! I'll send you guys a video. I had a video too of me mm-hmm. pretending to stomp grapes. She was Lucy. pretending. Yeah, that Lucy was my Halloween, Halloween costume. <laughs> oh yeah. At work, I was Lucy. Well, I'll will send. We this won first place. Did I got a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, and a good time too. Yeah. 
I didn't get to have any wine that day. Put on a little skit and everything. I did, yeah. We I made the I made my own wine barrel uh-huh. out of a kiddie pool and I cut cardboard box into uh-huh. pickets. Uh-huh. And glued and them glued on there. On I hot glued them on there and then colored them with a pencil and like a brown color. How did you, did you assemble this at work? No, at home in my garage. No, no way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then took some black duct tape and did the top and the bottom and printed out some it labels. It looks so great. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to put you to work for events for us. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll... This I'll girl's creative. Don't worry about you. Well, don't tell everybody, Ash. <laughs> Do you? Money's on the so line. what are we drinking now? So now we're on to rosé. Um, so yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So previously that Viognier was an example of a white wine that has a medium to full body, actually. It's really um, good. And so sometimes people will say like, oh, well, how can a white wine isn't, aren't they always lighter than red wines, right? Well, it's really, thi- right, exactly. Yeah. So think about like the body of wine between like, skim the weight of skim milk to whole milk like there's a different mouthfeel that that weight of texture yeah um and so that viognier was actually kind of medium medium bodied right well Mm -hmm. kind of full bodied this rosé is not is is light but there's some texture to it as well right um this is this is the same merlot that you're gonna try in a minute but this is a really good example of showing you that um red grapes right the juice is is white but with a little bit of skin contact it, that's how that picks up that, right. that rosé color right mm. Mm. and and our rosé color wise sort of airs almost with a with a very light pink with a, a gentle color of orange to it right it's very so pretty it, yeah it's almost it's not not quite salmon but Mm-mm. a little a little lighter right um Looks and good. and so it's a dry rosé there's no sugar right um and i think you get kind of a little bit of strawberry, but I, I really get good minerality mm-hmm. and a little bit of like like white pepper mm-hmm. on it too. So I like that texture. I think that little bit of grit will does really nicely with if you do like a little like tuna and guacamole or something Ooh, yeah, like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, this is a wine that we realized like you know rosé is is no longer a seasonal item. You know, all day. It's, yeah, Every day. yeah, all rosé all year exactly. <laughs> that's, that's me. Yeah, so so that's something that we've really increased a ton of. This is like I said, a rosé merlot, um, but this year we're taking um, free run juice from all the red varietals, and we're gonna make a fuck ton of rosé. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, next year will be more of it. That so, is exciting. Yeah, so so that's it. My ears just. Do you? Um, remember the first barrel oh yeah of course absolutely was it horrible or no 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 it was delicious really? yeah it was really yeah it was was our impetus for quitting our job so it had to be good <laughs> it had to be good right yeah and you were only making we were only making you know two wines that when we got started so they they really yeah. had to be good and they had to be good in a variety of times you know so if you're only making one wine it has to be versatile um it has to go you know be a people pleaser it can't be like overly stylistic Mm -hmm. like in other words it can't just be like super fruity you know like at least for us we wanted balanced fruit acidity and tannin um and so we went with like a roan style blend and that's another reason that you know we've we've sort of leaned towards uh blends more is because ultimately it's about making the best finished wine possible not like oh this is like pure as infantile you know (laughs) like it's important to, to understand those components at some point but like for the consumer in terms of just enjoying good wine like let's just make our the best wine we can absolutely okay. that's a good <laughs> motto to have yeah. i mean it works i mean you guys have yeah. done an incredible job with it yeah. and i like it i, don't, I mean <laughs> 
that first barrel, how long uh, did you let it age? Um, yeah. it aged for uh, eighteen months. Oh, how so. hard was that to like? Oh, if, yeah, it was hard. But remember, <laughs> we also we also had this whole waiting for the uh, government thing. So we were really fortunate. Some of these guys who we had worked for and with, um, I told you about, you know, the sort of having a wine, federal wine bond, and you're not allowed right. to make a drop until you have that. Well, these guys let us um, make wine at their facility. Mm-hmm. Technically, it was there. We're making wine for them there, right? right? Yeah. But then but then they, when we got our legal permits and got open, then they just sell it to you, right? So, so we, we're big MacGyvers in lots of ways, <laughs> and you have to learn how to, um, you know, it's your livelihood. So you have to m- make sure, like... I don't know. Like you gotta we, work we do, it. yeah, yeah you exactly. Work we it. do everything legally and by the book and all sure, this. But um, you know, we make sure we read the whole book and <laughs> and find what pages are missing. You know, yeah. um, so so th- that's that's like sort of part of the endeavor, right? You know, right. if you don't have a lot of money and you rent a cheap space and you're looking at a bunch of lag time to begin with, you better be fucking ready to open when you get there. <laughs> right, right? right. So, ready to go. Um, so and you throw a sure badass crawfish boil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. We do throw a mean oh, yeah. crawfish boil. <laughs> one of my favorite events mm-hmm. so we um really love like the website the whole vibe of the urban uh brewery who does like the marketing and i do most up of, the events yeah i do most of the marketing i mean we do we do all of our stuff really on a sort of team mm-hmm. basis right i mean we everybody has their their specialty you know cooper's the, the head winemaker matt runs all the administration and accounting but um you know you're you're part of the team here so you know, Matt, Matt scooping, uh, uh, grapes and trimming too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, Cooper's coming up with dinner ideas and, you know, Matt runs all the trivia and makes that all yeah. himself. So, Very cool. so while we all like specialize in one area, there's, there's a lot of overlap. And, um, I think that's, that's really good. It's not like we're some big company with departments who don't see each <laughs> other, you know, everybody's in earshot and everybody's hands yeah. are, um, in use. So everybody says that's not my job. Yeah, or... exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. I, I, I do the prosciutto slicing. I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so when I have that plate, I'll be like, I know, uh-huh. who, I know who sliced that. That's right. Yeah. Adrian writes the chalkboards, you know, stuff like that. Very right? cool. Yeah. yeah. I love it. All right. So I'm going to give you another pour. So I'll explain oh, to our listeners as we, as we move forward and, and get more Thank interesting. Um, so again, Thank this you. is the same Merlot that um, we had with the rosé. Uh, with uh, an addition of Petit Verdot. So it's 85% Merlot, 15% Petit Verdot, and Petit Verdot is one of those varietals I was talking about earlier, Bordeaux varietal, that's extremely mm. useful as a pantry spice. This, to me, really smells, it's, it's juicy, it's almost like watermelon, you get fruit up front, but there's a peppery, sort of um, mm-hmm. leathery chalkiness to the tannins that's kind of masculine and has some length to it it lingers on your palate for a long time so that pleases the the fruit Mm -hmm. forward people and the guys who want a little bit of texture and i feel like um you know people oftentimes they they gravitate to sort of five uh wines right less so chardonnay now but you know pinot grigio or sauvignon blanc would be one chardonnay would be the other rosé and then they usually go somewhere either Pinot, Cab, or Malbec, right? Right. Those are easy to pronounce. They're sort of the you know ones that we really know and have been very popular lately. 
but that doesn't mean that they're always you know a lot of times they're not the the most appropriate option if that's what you want then that's what you want Mm -hmm. but when it's 118 degrees outside and we're having burgers (laughs) i'm not like screaming for a glass of napa cab it's just too hot it's too heavy right um it feels like drinking a glass of chocolate milk you know it's like it's really gonna make yeah Yeah. exactly it's Mm -hmm. gonna make me sweat so in those summer months, I say reach for, you know, uh, something that's a Merlot base or a Sangiovese base, something a little bit lighter um, that still has some some finish to it, mm-hmm. whether those tannins be polished or rugged or earthy. Um, you know, there's a lot of variety therein, but it's like, I just encourage people to like pick a varietal or a region and taste that for like a month straight because there's going to be bad wines from every region. There's going to be bad examples of merlot or grenache or whatever right you name it but if you sort of give it give it a little bit of time go out on a few dates with merlot and uh you'll you'll i think you'll find something you like and if not then don't order any more Merlot. right but i i I think that merlot is a really good example because it got sort of shat on uh from the sideways (laughs) effect right um and pinot noir really exploded but Merlot is really the primary grape in the most expensive wines in the world. All, all Bordeaux's are predominantly Merlot, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollars a bottle, right? right? And it's like, what, you think Merlot sucks? Like, it's, it's, it doesn't. It's, so this is the right. workhorse is sort this of... This one definitely does not. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's carrying the load. And this is a $20 or $24 bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. So, so I like the name. Fits mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely stuck out to me. Yeah very good so describe the label to our listeners like where did it come from who designed it sure so all of our artwork is uh unique on each label um and and you were saying you pick wine by the label so i think that the wine that the label should yes reflect the brand but it should really talk to me about this this wine in the bottle right Mm -hmm. like talk to me about what's relevant here so workhorse it's a goya study um, done by our friend Nick Mathis, who does about 95% of our wine labels. Um, and uh, anyway, this is a Goya study of a, it's like a, a, a mule reading a book. Um, who, so we would call that a, what is that, a, a, a anthropomorphic <laughs> character, right? So like right? wind, in, he kind of, he, he's almost like wind in the willows, but like a little darker, yeah. right? Very if you so know, cute. like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> Those were like, I always think like, animals are more relatable than people right. or like if you were a nerd like i read like brian jock's books and stuff right <laughs> yeah, um, we were called, what did john call us last week last month the tortoise and the hare yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally totally exactly that's that's sort of the style so anyway the idea is like he's like merlot right this guy has sort of been pulling a payload all day right and he's not having a glass of wine but you know in my mind he is so he's right. reading a book and sort of like all right blue collar worked all day deserves to kick back and you know, enjoy it nice totally. Exactly. Absolutely. So, I like it. Mm-hmm. So we try and have, you know, there's a little story, whether we, whether we shout it from the top of the mountain or not, um, whether it's more of a subtlety, um, there's a little something that is emblematic, um, on the label, uh, that, that reflects the wine. And I think that, that sh- sort of makes sense to me, you yeah, know, yeah. um, I don't want it to be like, so austere or, or convoluted that it gets all mixed up it should you know be a little suggestive be a little sure. playful but um yeah yeah reflective 
And does uh, your artist take the name and kind of run with it, or you guys tell? We him usually like, give him some subject matter, mm-hmm. and and one of the things our, our whole reason is that we want to show so, sort of a cohesive idea from vineyard to glass. So um, yes, yeah, we talk to him about what what the wine is, what the style is, mm-hmm. what sort of message we're going with, if any, um, and sort of where where. So here's an example that you girls might appreciate. Um, my my brother's in fashion i always watched a bunch of project runway with him and they would always when they look at an outfit you know when they're judging it michael kors or somebody will you know very smartly go who is this girl like you know who is she Correct. where is what she going is she yeah exactly yeah. is she you know uh, uh you know uh, a working girl going to a pool party or is she you know going to a fancy cocktail or, you know, business event, you know, is right. it fun? It's, it's, it's making a statement, right? Mm-hmm. And so we want the label, the label to have a statement that reflects who she is. Um, yeah. So that's Ooh. sort of how we go with it. I love that. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that and we drink a bottle of wine and he draws <laughs> his things and we see if it works. I did read something really interesting, um, that he has. Synesthesia? Yeah. That's. Yeah pretty cool yeah so that's like his senses are kind of blended i i'm i'm certainly not a medical mind or uh (laughs) really uh understand it you know on a personal level but my 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 understanding is that like his senses are sort of mixed right Mm -hmm. so colors and sound are associated and um music and yeah yeah like sees music yeah 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 his art's amazing like you should go nicholasmathis.com um and check it out he does a a ton of great murals as well and um he's good on on instagram too he's got a daughter who's like seven who does uh some really cute stuff too she's actually like i think she's got it too her art's crazy (laughs) For, not to like you know people really? like look at my kids art right. it's yeah. so nuts on the fridge <laughs> yeah it's got a fan page on facebook and shit not like that but it's still enjoyable that's great very nice how do you guys settle on the names of the wines same sort of thing you know we talk about like having an idea or usually something sort of gets stuck in your head for a while um and it bounces around and um yeah, you know they they're they're really sp- can be spontaneous. Um, they're not they're not all associated with one another, um, and, and it's not like okay, all first names of family members. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this one's Jerry. And, like you want the Bob? You know, like, um, you know everyone's got a sort of a system like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when we're dealing with uh, individual wines that are coming from um, varied vineyards, I think we can we didn't want to like lock ourselves in to be like okay they're all uh you know uh the flashes aliases or some right. shit like that you know <laughs> uh, so so yeah. yeah i feel like they have to speak to you I yeah exactly I mean, yeah all... and, I, and i'm so all over the place like i would you know i'd be like oh if they're all x-men name like uh, yeah <laughs> that's so cool yeah. there's a theme <laughs> mm-hmm. yep Whoa. so so what we're tasting now uh, is uh, the the newest vintage of the wine we quit our jobs over. So this is the oh, Violet Crown, nice. which has a cat with a crown on its head on it. But also Violet Crown is an old nickname for Austin. So they right. call it the city with the Violet Crown. You know, you get the sort of the sunset. You talk about, you know, the university, all that sort of stuff in the 1800s. Um, but, you know, we sort of went more uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek, literal direct as a cat with its crown on its head. So... Um, <laughs> Perfect. You know, I think that's enjoyable on its own, but the, right. the double entendre is great too. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
balanced, right? So yeah. what are some of your wine inspirations or what do you drink when you're not drinking your own wine? Try not to drink our own wines all the time because mm-hmm. you get silica. It's hard not to when um, when it's you free. get a discount. You know, right. Yeah, yeah. Or you get it, it's, it's important and it's important to uh, to like the wine that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm making it for, we're making it with the consumer in mind, but um we want to, you know, we're, it's, we're not all about, like, reflecting our own taste, right? But there's a balance to that. Um, right. There's a balance to, like, what we value, too. Um, but stylistically, I lean kind of neutral to light oak, um, earthier varietals, um, things that are a little more old-world style. So, yeah, less less fruit-forward things. Um, and, and I like really crisp white wines. I like weird orange wines, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Always try, always drinking different stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. But always drinking. Yeah, always drink. <laughs> yes, I will agree with that statement. Yeah. yeah, we have a podcast about booze. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do. What um, advice would you give to someone who's thinking about maybe quitting their job and starting a business? Um, going I'm, into the wine business. I'm not going to be one of those people who says like, "Don't do it," or like, "Like right. think twice," because I think that. Um, the journey and personal experience is like there's there's so much that's uh you know you're helpless and you're empowered at the same time mm-hmm. and i think it's just a, a a crazy personal journey that you'll go through but it's a decision that sort of you have to make on your own sure. right um so i never want to like push a person one way or the other but i would say that like the stars are never going to align perfectly for you yeah the timing in the market the your personal experience, your money, all these sort of things, like you Mother just got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just gonna have to pick, like when you've got, when you think you have a decent hand, and and you know, pony up, right? right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The government. yeah, exactly. Okay. But um, yeah, just persevere, and uh, you know, you're gonna get told no a million times. Um, from when you're starting to, you know, when you're open, right? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna face rejection every day, and I think that that's probably the. I think probably the greatest thing from this is just sort of uh, we've all become stubborn bastards from this. You know, like, <laughs> we're, we're very pushy people now. So yeah. you have to be. I yeah. mean, you have to have some sort of. It's good I, to know what you want, right? Like, yeah, and to go for that. Yeah, and if your product is good, then you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think in this town, it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say also on that too. I think that one of the biggest things is like. I take a ton of pleasure in like proving people wrong, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that in a know-it-all sense, but I, I, you know, sort of under commit over deliver. So we're three, you know, three young guys in a, you know, warehouse in industrial urban South Austin, right. making Texas wine in Texas, right. From Texas grapes. So how many people, if we pulled from anywhere in the world and drop them here like you know what are your expectations right and they'll probably tell you little to none right never heard of us we don't have prestige the industry in texas is you know uh infantile right right uh and uh, i i i welcome those customers more Mm -hmm. excitingly than than the guy who's been drinking texas wine since 1974 yeah um because I, i think it's uh when you've set that scenario um, I like that skepticism. I, you know, I, I appreciate it, um, and I, I like to prove I'm wrong too. Like I like win to win them sh- over. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So as long as people have an open mind and things like that, I mean, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. yeah, it's like probably the only 
time you get to change someone's mind i mean like their political and religious views are like set yeah, you've got no chance <laughs> so the best i can do is you know like fix your wine change right? your course of drinking yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i've definitely learned a lot today just through the podcast kind of oh absolutely she didn't used to like sours nope. or yep. ciders i turned her on to those did. and yeah. she you turned did. me on to whiskey and wine Wow. You guys are sharing. <laughs> Share the wealth, girls. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Well, thank you. Um, tell us what's next for the Austin Winery. You got any events coming up? Yeah. Or... Um, I'm not sure when this will air, but August 9th, we have sort of an end of summer uh, cool down uh, tapas dinner with like Ooh, ceviche yeah. and all Ooh. light, refreshing dishes. So, no like ribs or anything this time over. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cool you down. Um, um, yeah, and, and and check out our social media just on Instagram or, or Facebook, the Austin Winery, and you'll see all the crazy sort of events and collaborations that we're doing. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's the best way to check. You guys have '90s trivia coming up. I think right? we got another '90s yeah. trivia coming up. Yeah. yeah, I have a group of friends who I think come religiously. Come early for yeah, that. They, yeah. they come Party every now. time you have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. I think they're pretty. They're pretty fucking good. I think they are good. Your friends yeah. are my friends. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ross. We appreciate you and uh, the, the awesome winery for having us. It's yes. been a great afternoon on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ash? Try their wines. They're all delicious. Yep. You can pick up our wines at Central Market, Whole Foods, but um, they'll have a varied selection there. But certainly um, come drop by uh, the yard, which is where we're located, um, South Congress in St. Elmo. If you don't like the wine, you can go next door to Spokesman Coffee Roaster or Still Austin Whiskey (laughs) or St. Elmo Brewing. And if you don't like any of those, then don't don't come. Yeah, you're listening to the wrong podcast. You're on the wrong podcast. You're in the wrong part of town. That's right. Yeah. And what are the hours for the tasting room? Tasting room is open Tuesday to Friday, 4 to 10 p.m. Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday, 12 to 7. And walk-ins are always welcome. Awesome. Excellent. Great. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Ross. Have a Ross. wonderful day. See you, you at the pool. Thanks. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Ross. It was so much fun. We had a great time. Always have a blast, Ash, with you. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the breweries and the wineries and the distilleries. Uh, and, and Mike, too. Mike, yeah. Thank God cool. for Mike. He's a cool guy. Yeah. But it was, I had a really good time. Yeah. It was great. Um, Check us out. Yeah on facebook and instagram, instagram. And, twitter. and twitter i mean yeah we're on twitter uh <laughs> um our website blankoverbooze.com mm-hmm. so any breweries wineries distilleries hit us up you can always email us at holla at blankoverbooze.com h-o-l-l-a at blankoverbooze.com thanks yeah I mean, I don't know if Holla is still a thing. Holla. Holla. I, I say <laughs> it. you like Missy Elliott is still a thing. <laughs> hey. That's funny. I say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ch- hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to get in touch with you. Yeah. Um, episode six coming next month. So yeah, maybe. Could be could you. Be it could be. <laughs> I, I'm excited for something new. Yeah, anything. Literally anything. If you make booze, hit us up. Holla. (laughs) Holla. (laughs) Bye, Ash. Bye. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you.